Welcome to The War from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Today we present our fourth Christmas episode, and this one is truly special. Most of the time, command performance brought American service personnel a great half-hour show. However, each year at Christmas... They pulled out all the stops. I could easily choose uh, either 43 or 44, uh, but I'm going to play the Christmas show from 1942 for two reasons. The first was that the 43 and 44 uh, Christmas shows were two hours each, which is a little bit long for this format. And the second reason is that I think pound for pound, uh, this one really has just so much great talent in it. Oh, and if I would add a third reason, it was that this episode was actually simulcast to the American people at home. So they could have the experience of hearing exactly what their loved ones overseas were hearing at uh, Christmas time. There are probably a lot of explanatory notes I could give you about this show. And it would take a long time either before or after. I'll hit two highlights and then uh, if you have any questions, just feel free to email. The first thing I'll mention is that Charlie McCarthy was a wooden uh, dummy. Edgar Bergen was a great ventriloquist. Managed to be very successful playing both parts of the comedy team during the golden age of radio. Another uh, important thing to note was that Jack Benny and Fred Allen, who you'll hear tonight, had a long-running feud that... Uh, saw the two great comedians constantly knocking each other. In real life, they were friends. But the hopped-up uh, feud was good for both their ratings and a lot of fun. With that said, let's go ahead and take a listen to a great uh, program, uh, Command Performance from Christmas Eve 1942. USA, the greatest entertainers in America, as requested by you, the fighting men of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command performance presented this week and every week till it's over, over there. And hunt, Army and Marine Corps, count off. Navy and Coast Guard, hit the decks. All United Nations stand by for its command performance time in the USA. All during 1942, Uncle Sam's shortwave stations and radio networks of the United Nations have been shooting out this big show to you guys who are shooting it out with the axis. From the fog-bound Aleutians to the steaming jungles of the South Pacific, you've written thousands of letters to command performance, and the letters were answered in person. Well, there's a victory committee here in Hollywood whose pledge to that worldwide victory committee of yours is... Buddy, your request is our command. For this one hour on Christmas Eve, a man and woman you call Mom and Dad become part of your show. For tonight, for the first time, over the four great networks and independent stations, the War Department of the United States of America presents Command Performance. At this moment, the Chief of the Office of War Information has a brief message. 
Go ahead, Washington and Elmer Davis. On this Christmas Eve, all over the world, American soldiers, sailors, Marines, and nurses are listening to this program as they have listened for almost a year past. But tonight, it serves as a link between them and us at home. We're all hearing it. The whole American people, whether in the cities or on the farms or on ships at sea or in army camps or at the front. This program is nothing new for the men of the armed forces. For 40-odd weeks, they have heard these specially produced command performances sent to them by shortwave. And we have reason to believe that they think of it particularly as their program. What they want, what they ask for, the famous entertainers who have appeared on these weekly broadcasts have done their best to supply. Tonight, because it is Christmas Eve, and a Christmas Eve when a good many American families can't be together as they used to be, tonight the War Department has invited us to come together, all of us, as listeners to this program. For the first time, it is heard in this country, exactly as it is heard by the men and women who are serving the country abroad, in North Africa, in New Guinea and the Solomons, in China and India and Ireland, in Alaska and Hawaii, in Iceland and Panama, wherever on this Christmas Eve the American flag is flying. They're probably thinking about home tonight, most of them. Home which they are not likely to see again until the war is won. They are doing all they can to win it, and they have already written some glorious pages in American history. But the war won't be won until and unless we who are at home do our share too, making whatever sacrifices we must and working together as hard as we can. Whatever sacrifices may be asked of us as a necessary contribution to victory are trivial compared to what our men are doing at the front. Yes, and trivial compared to the sacrifices that are required of the civilian population of every other nation in this war. It's that kind of war, the kind of war that we can't win unless all of us, civilians as well as soldiers, do just as much as we can. So I hope that when the men overseas think of home tonight, they'll think of it as a place where all of us are doing our best, doing all we can to help them who are doing so much more toward the common purpose of complete victory. And now, command performance, dedicated to our armed forces over there. Thank you, Elmer Davis, and to OWI for your cooperation with tonight's command performance. And men, hang on to your G.I. hats as your star-packed Christmas show starts rolling out of Hollywood with that rolling stone who's gathered millions of friends in the United Nations, the commanding officer of command performance and your master of ceremonies, Bob Hope. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob, Command Performance Hope, telling all you soldiers, sailors, and Marines that although Johnny Doughboy found a rose in Ireland, what he really wants is that stinkweed in Berlin. <laughs> yes, sir, it's a great thrill and an honor to be on this Command Performance show on this Christmas Eve, the time of year when everyone has a feeling of love. Boy, you should see all the young couples walking in the park, the fellow with his arm around the girl, and the man from the draft board with his arm around the fellow. <laughs> but, fellows, 
Back home here, the women are making this a victory Christmas. My aunt is very patriotic. Yesterday, she gave her girdle to the scrap drive. Now she's dreaming of a wide Christmas. <laughs> and, every... and everything about my aunt is patriotic. Even her dog. The other day, he chased me down the street, finally caught me and bit off the seat of my pants. Thank heavens, it was Meatless Tuesday. <laughs> But all the women are patriotic these days, and they're all doing their part. Today, wives are no longer backseat drivers, no sir. They sit up in the hood now with a straw and siphon the gas tanks of the cars in front of them. <laughs> and lots of people are using substitutes for gas. One of the musicians in Al Newman's band filled his tank with whiskey, and it worked swell. Although that was the first time in history a Pontiac ever sang Sweet Adeline. <laughs> Staggered up Vine Street, furtered with a Buick, and spit in a traffic cop's eye. <laughs> I live near Bing Crosby and the Save Rubber were sharing the burden. One day he drives his car to the studio and the next day I drive it. And... <laughs> people, people are really saving their tires. In fact, I was riding home in the streetcar today and on Vine Street, Henry Ford got on. <laughs> That's the end of that joke. I don't know where... <laughs> what an end. All the women here at home have been marvelous. They do everything. Tonight, I had a woman cab driver bring me down to the studio. She was wonderful. She was driving the cab with one hand and knitting a sweater with the other. In one block, she knit one, Pearl two, and hit three. And yesterday, I had a cab driver who had a little baby right in the front seat with her. As I got out and gave her a dollar, the baby started to cry. I had to wait five minutes for the change. You don't get that at first, and it sneaks up on you, you know? And you hate yourself for letting it. Now, but fellas, let's start answering that G.I. Christmas mail to command performance. For you 20 pigeon experts in the amazing unit of APO 958, for Sergeant Sy in the mob in India, for Dutch Burkholder and you 25 men in War J in that Pearl Harbor Hospital, and for all of you down in the Caribbean, here's the number one trio of the AEF, the Pennsylvania Polka and the Andrews Sisters. Everybody has 
sisters, and thanks to a really terrific guy, Alfred Newman, who's conducting the orchestra tonight. Well, gang, old Sam. And that's with no prompting, Al. Well, gang, old Sam, the mailman, has brought command performance a truckload of your letters asking to hear from a kid named Junior. So, by worldwide command of the AEF, Harriet Hilliard and Red Skelton. Fellas, Merry Christmas. And being Christmas, we naturally have a lady and her little boy. It's... <laughs> Thank you. It's very early on Christmas morning, so Harriet, you be my mother, and I'll be the mean little kid. <laughs> hey, Mommy, are you awake? Oh, Junior, it's only four o'clock. Go back to sleep till daylight. Hey, Mommy, where'd I come from? Stairs and robots. <laughs> To sleep. Sheridan Robot, he's uh. <laughs> I told Small, I bet they got me from a cut weight drugstore. Junior, will you stop mumbling to yourself and turn over? I can't turn over. Why not? The chain don't reach that far. <laughs> oh, Junior, don't say that. You're not chained. Oh, no? No. <laughs> What's that, the bells of St. Mary? <laughs> Hey, Mommy, I can't sleep anymore. I want to go see my toys. I want to see what Santa Claus bought me. I'll get up, What too. are you doing? I'm getting up. I got one leg in me pants, and I got to keep hopping around until I catch the other one. Come on, I'll catch it. I'll catch it. Oh, boy, now I'll really catch it. Boy, I better get back in bed real quick. Junior, you're going to get it if you wake your father. He uh, didn't get to sleep until late. Oh, that's nothing new. Uh, Junior, did you happen to hear your father come home last night? Who didn't? <laughs> Boy, he's getting better, though. It only took eight cops to bring him in this time. Oh, Junior, how can you say things like that? Oh, it's easy once you know how. Something tells me you're looking for a spanking. Yeah, uh, some tell me I don't have to look very far, either. Go back to sleep. Now, let me get up or I will tell. You'll tell what? I will tell everybody you used to be a prize fighter. I was not. Oh, no. Hey, Battler, you're on next. I'm moid at a bump. Now you're going to get it. Oh, oh, you have me, you have me. You broke 
broke me with a hip. You broke me with a hip. I broke your what? Me hip, hip, hip. Hooray! <laughs> have to get up, too. Yeah. Get dressed and wash your face, and I'll take you down to breakfast. Okay, okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But did you wash your face like I told you? Yeah. Yeah. Watch me with the ears, too. Look. I am looking, and it's awful. Well, gee, you can't get rid of that dust bowl in one day, you know. <laughs> I think I'll go downstairs. You won't peek at the presents, will you? Oh, uh, you don't know me very well, does you, folks? <laughs> oh, well, here I is, all alone. Gee, look how that banister looks. Kind of dusty to me. I think I slide down and dust it off. Junior, what did you break? You know that vase has been handed down from generation to generation? Yes. Next generation is going to have to use a dicky cup. <laughs> I think I will go out in the kitchen and fix my own breakfast. That's what I will do. I will pour the cereal into this little dish. You... Oh, and it's from Mummy's clothes set, too. Yeah. That darn cat. It always works, it always works. <laughs> Boy, I wish that old cat have kittens and I can increase production. <laughs> now I will call in the icebox and get me some milk. Oh, boy, I love milk. Oh, the door closed. How about that? That little light does go out. <laughs> oh, boy, the good thing it didn't lock. Now I will pour the milk over the cereal. I hope it's a kind of quickles and pops. Oh, boy, I love that kind of quickles and pop. Kind of stale, isn't it? <laughs> now, I wonder what Santa Claus brought me. I think I was sneaking the other room. If I do, I will receive a chastising. <laughs> I shall attempt it. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Look at all them presents. Oh, oh Junior. Hmm? supposed to look at them. Yeah. But now that you've seen them, I guess it's all right. Oh, boy, let's open them up. Open them up, Mommy. Let's see. Open them up. Come on. Oh, boy, look. A drum, a bicycle, a train, and some little toy soldiers. Oh, dear. Oh, dear me. I just happened to think. Of what, Junior? I'll have to wait 365 days before I hit the jackpot again. Well, gang, all during the past week, Spike Jones and the city slickers have been haunting our local junk shops looking for toy instruments. I wish to beat out a famous old Christmas tune so many of you have asked for. So here it is, Jingle Bells, melted down and recast by that sensational novelty band, Spike Jones and the city slickers. <laughs> Jingle 
Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, hardly at all. Whoa, Thomas, whoa, Cupid, whoa, Thunder and Blitzen. Straighten up this fireplace one of these days. that barrage balloon in here. <laughs> Say, when you were in school, fellas, the great thrill was to be a star and win your letter. But the letter that thrills the Hollywood star these days is the one you write from over there. And speaking of stars and letters, here's one of Command Performance's four-lettered stars with letters from the Army, the Navy, the Marine Corps, and the Coast Guard, Ginny Sims. Hello, fellas. Love to Brodeur in Hawaii and your mother in Massachusetts. And to Dave Thorley and the radio girls in Argentia, Newfoundland. And Christmas cheer to the southern gentlemen on the north end of the Alaskan highway. And say, Charlie Eaton, how are things in Egypt? Eldridge, what's new in New Delhi? Corporal Brubaker in Australia, you're doing just fine. And love from Anne. Now, I brought all of you a little gift tied with the heartstrings of that girl back home. It's called Saving Myself for Bill. Thank you for the invitation.
Fellas, command performance answers mail from every corner of every one of the United Nations. It's the old groaner himself, Bing Crosby. Uh, darn nice of you to dress. <laughs> Informal tonight. Formal. <laughs> Formal. You got a shirt on. Is that a shirt? You get in the bed quickly, don't you, huh? <laughs> thank you, thank you. Season's greetings, fellows, and a Merry Christmas to you, High Horn. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, short, squat, and melodic. Say, you know... <laughs> you're gonna wear those earmuffs all during the show. Look, uh... My cheek chicory. You don't like my cheek chicory? My cheek chicory. Yeah. Well, shut it. You know, Cross, uh -huh. we've been on a lot of radio programs together. Big ones, small ones, long wave, short wave. But command performance tonight is going to be different from anything we've ever done before. Oh, you mean I'm going to get a few laughs? <laughs> well, not that different, no. <laughs> Say, Cross, you were a little late coming down to the studio. Where were you? Well, you know how Christmas Eve is, Bob, with the kids and everything. I was home. Yeah? How are things out of Boys Town? <laughs> Oh, they're rugged, Bob. Very rugged. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Tell the truth, I'm a little worried. Worried? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm dressing up as Santa Claus tomorrow, and I'm afraid the kids will recognize me. I don't, well, want don't that. worry, Claus. The minute you put on that Santa Claus suit, nobody will recognize you. Why not? It'll be the first time in 20 years you've worn a co coat and pants that match. Don't miss that. <laughs> It'll be the first time I had a coat. <laughs> But seriously, Bing, hmm? to get back to the program tonight, I can't get over this command performance. Imagine we're being heard by close to a billion people in nearly 30 countries. Brother, when you lay an egg tonight, it's an international omelet, isn't it? <laughs> Bob, I want to tell you, this hookup is nothing compared to the radio we're going to have when this war is over. We'll have television all over the world. Television, huh? That's right, Bob. People will be able not only to hear you, but see you. They can use their eyes and their ears. Well, do you think they'll appreciate my jokes just as well? They've got noses, haven't they? <laughs> oh, it'll be a great world. Just think of the possibilities in aviation alone. Why, it'll be fantastic. Everything will be different. The planes will be so thick in the sky, you won't be able to see the sun. Well, in California, what's so different about that? <laughs> Thank you, thank you, tourists. Thank you. Where were we? I tremble to think, though, Bob. You know, with all those planes up in the sky, do you think the stork will be able to find his way to your house blindfolded? <laughs> I understand. I understand you're making him go around to the servant's entrance now. Is that right? Go ahead. Don't. 
Oh, John. Perhaps, perhaps again. You beast. I had it. It's an ad lib from my writers. Go ahead. It's going to be a great world, a grand world after the war. I'm going to. You know what I'm going to do? What are you do? I'm going to build myself a brand new house, and I'm going to paper every room with the music of one of the famous songs of the war. Say, that sounds like a novel idea. What are you going to use? Well, I thought in my in my trophy room, I'll put "Praise the Lord" and pass the ammunition, and by the telephone, I'll put uh, "I came here to talk for Joe." <laughs> And in the card room, I'll put, uh, be careful, it's my heart. Well, where are you going to put your Fuhrer's face? <laughs> are, are you kidding? <laughs> we just didn't know how to dodge that, didn't we, old boy? Well, I guess that takes care of post-war planning, but right now I've got a little request here from some of the lads over there. Ready to cut one, Bing? Well, get me on, Dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, fellas. The old groaner is ambling over to the post to team up with a quartet that's a sure thing in Harlem and down Park Avenue. Where's the quartet? And wherever you guys hear command performance. It's the Charioteers and Bing Crosby and Basin Street Blues. Now won't you come along? With me, now won't you come along with me down the Mississippi? Down the Mississippi, we'll take a boat to the land of dreams. Steam down the river, down to New Orleans. There's gonna be a band there to meet us. There's a band there to meet us. Oh, friends to greet us Oh, friends to greet us That's where the old and the young folk meet Heaven on earth, they call it Basin Street Basin Street That's the street Where all the lies down in New Orleans, you never know how nice it seems or just how much it really means. Glad to be, yes, sirree, where welcome's free and dear to me. Where I can lose Those doggone Basin Street Blues Play a little of that piano on the air, will you, Jim? Just a new 
kind of a diversion. Just a new kind of a diversion. You have to admit that they swing out real sweet. Heaven on earth, they call it Basin Street. Heaven on earth, they call it Basin Street. you bang in the chair it is. Well, fellas, the last command performance of this series will come from Berlin with Hitler, Mussolini, and Tojo singing their swan song. And you guys in North Africa are printing tickets right now for that big show. And in honor of your work, we're honored to present a favorite of all Americans in this all-American fight for freedom, our beloved blues singer, Ethel Waters. Thank you, Bob Hope, and God's blessings on all you boys over there. And now, folks, I'd like to sing the song I introduced in good old New York City in 1924, Dinah. Dinah, is there anyone?
Thank you, Ethel Waters. It seems that practically every man overseas has written into command performance asking what's going to happen when Santa Claus meets up with Charlie McCarthy. Well, brethren of the AEF, there you have the $64 question. Presenting Charles Lawton with Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. It's Christmas Eve in the Edgar Bergen Charlie McCarthy household. Charlie has just dozed off waiting for Santa Claus. Edgar has prevailed upon his good friend Charles Lawton to dress up as Santa to fool the little fellow. As we look in now, we see that Santa Claus Lawton has just arrived. <laughs> well, here we are. <laughs> Hello, Charles. Hello, Edgar. Say, it's awfully sporting of you to, to dress up like that and come over tonight. You know, I've always wanted to put something over on that little tyke. How is Charlie, anyway? Oh, he's fast asleep waiting for Santa Claus. Oh, he's such a cute little fella. <laughs> Just look at him. I'll bet he's in dreamland. <laughs> What is more beautiful, Edgar, than the innocence of youth? I wonder what he's dreaming about. Oh, Henny, oh, my darling, darling. <laughs> hey, Lawton, now you go over to the fireplace and pretend that you've just slid down the chimney, and I'll wake up Charlie. Now, don't trip over those andirons, will you? All right, Edgar, my, it's terribly dark in here. Yes. I can't remember. Well, are you ready? Yes. yes. Yeah, now, let's not have any scenes. No temper, you know. Oh, no, no, don't worry about me, Edgar. Are you, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Who's there? Who's there? Down those hand irons, breaking my leg around here. I'll sue somebody for this. Why, Charlie, look. Why, it's Santa Claus. Oh, oh yes, so it is. Uh, ho, 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 I'm old Saint Nick. I'm a jolly, jolly fellow. Yeah, uh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Don't knock yourself out about it. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get in here anyway? Now, don't give me that routine about the chimney. Oh, so you don't believe I came down the chimney, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> when I look at you... Yes. And then I look at the fireplace... Yes. It can't be done, that's all. <laughs> now, stop this nonsense, Charlie. Why, Santa Claus has come all the way from the North Pole. Yeah? yeah. So, Sandy, how are things with your toy shop? Have you run into any priority trouble? Oh, dear me, no. We keep very busy. I have a lot of helpers. Little men, two feet high. Two feet high. Yeah. What do you think of that? Well, he ought to go easy on that stuff, whatever it is. Say, <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus, what do you got in your hand there, that little bag? Oh, there? just some candy, Charlie. Just some candy. Oh, how about giving me a piece of it? Why, of course, Sonny. Help yourself. Have one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. What kind have you got here? Those green ones are good. Oh, oh. Oh, you have some licorice ones, too, haven't The green you? ones have nice, chewy centers. What's the matter with your licorice ones? I like them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like them, too, so I'll take myself a mitt for yeah, Take your mitts off uh, those, and I'll break your arms. Well, Santa, uh, Santa Claus, yeah. please, now remember. Oh, yeah, they oh, oh, oh. I'm old Saint Nick. I'm a jolly, jolly fellow. What have you got for me? Well, I have a big bag full of presents, Charlie, as usual. What do you mean, as usual? Well, uh, what you gave me last year, you could have slipped under the door. Mm. 
And besides, I don't think you're Santa Claus, if you ask me. I'm Santa Claus, and I'll blast anyone who says I'm not. Santa Claus, please. Yeah. Ho, 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 I'm old Saint Dick, I'm a jolly, jolly fellow. You're a phony, that's what you are. Yes, I'll tear you limb from twig. Now, Santa Claus, look what you're doing. Remember yourself. Look at your me, I'm so excited, my uh, stomach has slipped its moorings. Yeah. Now, not only that, but your caboose is loose, too. All right. <laughs> Charlie, will you please remember you're talking to Santa Claus? Uh, you know, somehow I just can't believe that it's here. Well, if I'm not Santa Claus, then who am I? Well, uh, your voice... You know who you sound like? Who? A fellow named Charles Lawton. He does a little picture work around town. <laughs> Small parts. Look, and... I've got questions. Uh, I'm a press clippings that prove otherwise. Yeah. After all, I'm a pretty uh, famous uh, fellow. Uh, yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Ho, 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 why, you nasty little snitch. Why, Sandy Claus, ho, ho, ho. Nuts to ho, ho. Well, oh. It is, Mr. Lawton, that's who it is. Uh, we was robbed. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> Mr. Lawton almost got away with it, well, didn't he? I had he? you fooled for a little while, didn't I, Charlie? Oh, uh, you didn't fool me. You know, I recognize you under that jaw grass. How did you know it was me? Well, how did I know it was you? <laughs> After all, Chuck. <laughs> uh, there, there's only one lot. Oh, do you really think so, Charlie? That's oh, very nice. Of you. And the way you played the part of Santa Claus. Oh, thanks very much. It was pretty good, wasn't it? Oh, you. <laughs> You made him live. Thank you very much. Yes, very nice yes. <laughs> no one but Lawton could have hammed it up like you did. Oh, no. <laughs> well, buckle on your safety belts, gang, for we're taking off of one of the bands that rates tops with the AEF. Led by the man who's played so many army camps, the total number is almost a military secret. Another command performance for the old Fez himself, Kay Kaiser. Thank you. Well, Merry Christmas to 44 engineers at APO 861 and ditto to you medics at 514. Hi there, Mr. Law over in England. Things are hunky-dory in Alabama. Yes, sir. Howdy to the Ridge Runners at APO 862. And good hunting to you Marines down south. Mighty nice of you all to invite us to your big Christmas Eve show, and we'd like to play the tune for you that I understand is the theme of you men out there. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. <laughs> Mission. All aboard, we ain't a 
Thank you to Kay Kaiser and the whole gang. You know, by Ocean Liner, New Caledonia is 9,000 miles from 42nd Street. And Trinidad, a long way from 3rd and Main, but your letters tell us that command performance is your bridge between the AEF and the USA. No blacked-out bridge, but bright with your favorite stars. One of these stars is a girl who's often crossed over to Sing Foy in the jungles of Panama and the white wastes of Iceland. She's making still another trip tonight. Fellas, dine ashore. Hiya, fellas. Well, it's not the same old Christmas Eve without you. But when we take down those little trees in that front room you left behind, the lights will keep on burning in that window in our hearts. My New Year's resolution is to keep on answering those wonderful letters you write to me, care of command performance. So for the Flying Fortress Mob at APO 875, for Colonel Ned in Alaska, for good old Pat Wing 7, for all the jungle mutters down in Panama, for Hayes and Snyder and the Air Force gang in China, for Mac, Red, Clancy, and T-Bone, somewhere north of the farthest point north, for Colonel Ed, Marge, and Little Shug, and for all of you everywhere, this suggestion. As long as you're not in love with anyone else, why don't you fall in love with me? As long as you're not in love with anyone else, why don't you fall in love? That's mighty oily, Dinah. Well, man, for a long time, Jack Benny has been a feuding with Fred Allen. But thousands of you guys in the AEF have commanded that on this Christmas Eve, the feud should be patched up. And right this minute, the Martins and the Coys of Radio are holding a special peace conference in New York. So, hello, New York. Command performance ready for Fred Allen and Jack Benny. And now, ladies and gentlemen, from New York City, 
We'll bring you two lads who, after a seven-year misunderstanding, have reunited in the spirit of the Christmas season. So here they are, folks, those two entertaining boys, the old vaudeville team of Jack Benny and Fred Allen. Thank you, thank you. Uh, pardon me, uh, Mr. Announcer, but I think you have that billing a little uh, wrong. The proper way to announce this act is Fred Allen and Jack Benny. You see, my name comes first. Uh, what do you mean, your name first? Well, if you will remember, Mr. B, I, uh, I paid the room rent today. <laughs> we are not sleeping on the fire escape tonight. Oh, that's right. Introduce us again, Mr. Wells. If you oh, yes. Thank you. <clears throat> so here they are, folks, those two entertaining boys... The old Bonneville team of Fred Allen and Jack Benny. Thank you. Hey, hey, wait a minute. I just happened to think of something. Uh, Mr. Announcer, my name should come first. Your name? Yeah, you see, I'm the guy that got our tuxedos out of Hawk. Remember? Uh, oh, that's right. That's if it right. wasn't for me, you'd be here in your underwear tonight. You uh, wouldn't even be here, Mr. Benny. <laughs> Wait, wait just a minute. I can straighten this whole thing out very easily. Here they are, folks. Those two hams, blue eyes and nasal hazel. <laughs> Say, Jack, people, uh, this is great, isn't it? Three receptions and we haven't done anything yet. <laughs> uh, people are certainly... I, I wanted to get a little joking, if you don't mind. No, no, no. People... <laughs> People are certainly saving their tires these days. You know, I was riding down 42nd Street there this afternoon on a streetcar, and Henry Ford got on. <laughs> Fred. Fred, uh, Fred, wait a minute. Bob Hope just did that joke in Hollywood. Well, I know, Jack, but there's three hours difference in time. That joke didn't even get here yet. <laughs> See, I, I thought I thought you were just giving it another chance. You know, Freddie. You know, Freddie. Um, you know, I'm. Uh, I'm <laughs> Freddie, I'm sorry well, that I. Laugh, I, I I'm sorry. Laugh if you're sorry. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry that I argued with you over our billing. Well, I'm sorry, too, Jackie. After all, this is Christmas Eve. Yes, sir. And, Freddie, you know what the greatest thing in the world is today? It isn't money, is it? No, it isn't. And it isn't butter, Jackie. <laughs> and it isn't sugar. No, it isn't sugar, Jackie. I tell you, Fred, the greatest thing in the world today is friendship. You're right, Jack. Friendship. If you're ever in a jam, here I am If you're ever in a mess, S-O-S If you ever feel so happy you land in jail, I'm your bail It's friendship, friendship Just a perfect friendship When other friendships have been forgotten Oh, 
Freddie. Yes, Jack? I understand there's a shortage of fat. Why don't you turn in your head? <laughs> if you're ever up a tree, fall to me, I'm on key. If you're ever down a well, ring my bell. If you're ever lose your teeth and you're out to dine, borrow mine. It's friendship, friendship. Just a perfect friendship. When other friendships have been forgotten, ours will still be great. La la chop chop chop. Yes, Freddy. I understand there's a shortage of heads. But why don't you turn in one of yours? <laughs> if they ever black your eyes, be wise. If they ever cook your goose, turn me loose. If they ever put a bullet right through your brain, I'll complain. It's friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship. When other friendships have been forgiven, ours will still be it. It's friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship. When other friendships have been forgotten, ours will be the nuts. Donald, 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 hep, hep, hep. On the advice of our lawyers, ladies and gentlemen, we, we return you to Hollywood. Well, ma'am, this is Bob Hope, speaking from the USA. You know, this is the land that not long ago had boundaries. An ocean on one side and an ocean on the other. Douglas firs and deep snow and good fishing to the north. Blue water and lilacs and hot weather and cotton fields to the south. You lived and worked inside those boundaries and thought it would always be that way. You worked at the shoe store in Peoria. Yet tonight you're over there in England and North Africa. And you fly hell out of your bomber and go through God-made storms of snow and rain. And man-made storms of steel and fire. And then you write home to this radio program and say, please do a song for me. You were the clerk in the local grocery store, the young doctor starting out, the history teacher in Grand Rapids, the mechanic at the corner garage. Yet tonight you're blacked out on a freighter, a standing guard over your brother along a path in the jungle. You were the guy who had never been in Nevada. Yet tonight you're at home in Fairbanks, New Delhi, and Chungking. But... Well, that's the way it goes these days. For the boundaries of land and water have vanished from all nations. And in their place, a single boundary of freedom is moving across the earth, as God meant it to be. But because of guys like you, when we think of America, we still think of Douglas firs. Because you guys are like those Douglas firs. And you're like the good fishing in the lakes and Coney Island and the cornfields and smokestacks. And you're like the little towns with the red water towers, and like Mount Rainier and Yellowstone and Highway 66, because all those things are American. 
They were part of you when you left, and they will still be part of you when you come back. The stuff that makes Americans. And brother, they don't make better stuff anywhere in the world. USA, the greatest entertainers in America, answering the personal requests of the AEF and our friends in the United Nations. All the personalities on command performance, as on all our programs, give their services through the cooperation of the Hollywood Victory Committee. Speaking for the AEF, we express thanks to the American radio industry, to the Office of War Information, and to the many persons who contributed to this special Christmas Eve edition of Command Performance. The entire cast, the studio audience, and the nation will stand at attention. Ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. has been a presentation of the War Department of the United States of America. These are the radio networks and stations of the United Nations. Welcome back. Well, as as often was the case, a very eloquent closing uh, from Bob Hope. And what a great uh, Christmas show. I, I could think of probably a couple of uh, acts I would have liked to have heard here. Uh, one uh, being uh, Jimmy Durante. But it's amazing they got all that into an hour. Just incredible. Of course, this program wasn't heard by all servicemen. Indeed, there were many service personnel who were in prisoner of war camps throughout the war. What was their Christmas like? Well, we'll find out tomorrow. Be sure and join us and listen in as we continue our look at Christmas at War. 
If you would like to share your experience or that of a loved one during World War II, please email your stories to box13 at greatdetectives.net. We will consider all stories to be shared on the air. We also welcome your suggestion as to future programs. This program is dedicated to those who fought and died in World War II and is presented as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, greatdetectives.net. The opening theme is The Heroic by Ken Curlin, kenkerlin.com.